I've been feeling like a zombie man All the days just starting to blend I wish I can go and press rewind And just start all over again I've been in and out of therapy And I'm hanging on by a thread So I'm living for right here and now Cause I feel like Look, I'm hitting press. the end Feel like the end around the corner, but my time is right now. Y'all don't know what I've been going through, so fucking pipe down. Stop thinking Welcome that to I got another episode of Sound Digression. It's been a while, it's been at least a month since I recorded an episode, and here we are. I've fully prepared a show full of spoilers. General spoiler alert. I'm going to talk about The Last of Us, The Walking Dead, The Last of us the video game chopper chicks in zombie town down of the dead done of the dead the remake all these things and i'm going to spoil all of them so if you are planning to consume any of this media make sure you don't listen <laughs> until after you you watched it whatever <laughs> all right here we go all zombies all all zombies Get ready. Here we are. Let's go. Now when I see you winning, man, and eat me alive. I ain't the type that'll hate. You ain't the type I like seeing survive. All I wanted was my piece of that pie. Shit. But we couldn't get it together and it keeps slipping by. How many days, how many even is high to try to fight the hurt? My eyes red all the time. No wonder life a blur. I had a chick well, I would have sacrificed my life for her. All day, so I guess I started doing right. Finally sit down and record. Here we go. I've been watching a lot, maybe too much, definitely too much zombie-related material. So you're getting a full episode of American-made zombie films. I'm going to discuss a few of them, a couple of TV series. It all started because I, I don't know, I don't know how I heard about it first. It's very popular. Probably just heard about it on Twitter. The Last of Us television series by HBO recently finished season one. And I hope they only do one season. I really don't think they need to do any more. They've done enough. It was interesting. It was nice. It wasn't the greatest TV series ever. And I feel like they... Anyway... Watching the TV series, about like two or three episodes in, I was like, I want to know what the source material for this is. So, I was able to get a hold of a video game console and the game, The Last of Us. It's a TV series based on a video game from 20... Oh God, I want to say 2011, but maybe it was like 2009. 2013, that's when it came out. I thought I should play the video game in order to see, because a lot of people were mentioning that the video game and the TV series were significantly different, and I wanted to know what the differences were, where one was more interesting than the other, or how they played characters in different ways. And that led me to thinking about another television series that came out recently. I think this one did come out in uh 2011 2010 was the first season actually of the walking dead which was well i never i never i never made an attempt to watch it i wasn't that interesting that interested but i thought since i was watching the last of us and the episodes were trickling one you know 
it's a, it's a new series, so it's like, you know, you have to wait a week between episodes. I thought I would watch The Walking Dead to get like a contrast, uh, to get a sense of something else that was also very popular recently that also dealt on the theme of zombies. And after watching The Walking Dead, well, I had to stop after a season, after two and a half seasons. That's all I could stomach. It is absolutely dreadful. Some of the worst. <laughs> it really is some of the worst TV. Some of the most boring, uninteresting characters I have seen on television in a very long time. Absolute shit. I have no idea how they are 11 season. They are on the 11th season of this piece of crap TV series. And I keep hoping that I kept hoping that it would get better. But after two, two and a half seasons, I was like, this will definitely not get any, any better. They dealt with some of the initial problems in the series in by season three, but not enough to make me want to watch it some more. And after watching that, I was like, you know, I want to know, I want to, it gave, <laughs> I had the idea that I would do just a podcast on these two TV series and contrast them and stuff. But I realized that they're actually not, uh, even though the execution of one, The Last of Us, is much better than The Walking Dead. It seems the production value is better, the storytelling is better, the characters are more interesting. They're very economic. You know, you, you just focus on two characters for the most of it. And they do add some side characters, certainly, some supporting cast. But most of them are around for like one episode. So they don't, you know, so your focus remains with the two main characters, with Joel and Ellie. The Walking Dead is more of an ensemble piece, uh, but really, it's really focused around Rick Grimes, a cop, and the he's the leader of a group of survivors of the zombie apocalypse, and he 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 needs to lead them through many hardships. So all that zombie material wanted, left me wanting to watch some of the original stuff. What what you know, like the, the dawn of the of the of the of the zombie in popular culture is often attributed to George A. Romero, director of Night of the Living Dead, which I've seen a couple of times during my life, and Dawn of the Dead. Night of the Living Dead came out in 1968. Dawn of the Dead came out 10 years later, and it is a more expanded universe. Uh, the first one really takes place inside a country house where a group of people are trying to survive, and it was notable for being um, one of the first kind of like mainstream films to have that wasn't like a black exploitation film that had a, a, a black lead. The, the main character is black. And it, it deals in some ways with like the racism that, that this character faced for being black in the 60s in, in the zombie apocalypse. And 
the Dawn of the Dead, the sequel-ish, it's not really, you know, it doesn't follow the same storyline or any of the same characters, but it takes place in the same universe. It also deals with a lot of, like, social realities of the time, and it is shock full of social critiques. The zombies that George A. Romero created are very much a sort of mirror of living humans, so to speak. They are sort of the the consumerist, the media numified version of humans. They they have no brains anymore. <laughs> they have no real volition. Their basic instinct is what's left. And in the absence of living things to eat, once there are no more humans alive around, the zombies resort to, to their next basic instinct, which in Dawn of the Dead is hanging out at the mall, shopping. Anyway, <laughs> uh, this contrasts uh, terribly, very strongly. And, and, and at the time of George A. Romero's films, the the popular, the way he envisioned them, the zombies are slow and plodding and really, you know, they will chase after people. They want to come after people to eat them, but they are this automaton, this, this kind of like dumb, automated beings at this point. Uh, lifeless, soulless. Um, Dawn of the Dead, the majority of the film takes place in a shopping center, hence the critiques of consumerism. Uh, that become easily available to the film. Not only are the zombies not having anything else to do, just hanging out at the mall, uh, it's completely full of them. Uh, the heroes themselves also, they once they manage to clear the mall and secure it from the zombies for themselves, they also become victims of like this gluttony, this excess of, you know, they... they they go to all the stores, they put on fancy clothes, they really decorate their lodgings with all the furniture that they're able to find. So they, they really go out of their way to make this kind of paradise out of the shopping center. Dawn of the Dead was actually remade in 2004. And by 2004, you're getting... I don't... I can't recall precisely which film... Uh, I know Resident Evil had something to do with this, the Resident Evil video games, with the advent of the fast zombies. Zombies that actually run after you, you know, like their, their hunger is so much more intense. They're, they're not just casually, uh, numbingly looking for something to eat. They're hunters. And Dawn of the Dead, the 2004 film, um, the remake, well, it's it's kind of sad to call it a remake. I couldn't watch it all. Uh, it was that terrible in comparison to the original that I couldn't watch it all. I had to turn it off, and it was like it wasn't worth finishing this film. First of all, there's no, there's a total absence of social critique. 
it's unnecessarily gory. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> it's just very gory, but, but it's just like gratuitous action. It's not, it doesn't move in the same way. It doesn't, <laughs> how to explain it? There's a certain charm to the original zombie films, to the earlier zombie films, uh, because they do have, they are very gory as well. They do want to show you really gooey special effects, but th there's no CGI whatsoever. It's all very much um, plastics and goo, you know. So they they <laughs> when they show a zombie like ripping somebody's flesh apart. Um, it's very obviously fake. The blood is so bright. Um, and the skin is so rubbery. But at the same time, you know, it, there's a certain thrill of fun. And I'm sure it was exhilarating. Um, the original Night of the Living Dead caused a bit of a panic because it was such a horror film. Uh, nothing like that had been seen before. Dawn of the Dead, the 2004 remake, has none of the social commentary and all of the gore. It makes for a very uninteresting film. And once I had taken care of that, of watching that, I was about to record this episode and then I was like, well, maybe I should, maybe I should watch something else. Maybe I should watch a comedy because believe it or not, there are plenty of zombie horror comedies out there. And I picked one that I had not seen before. At least I can't recall having seen having seen it before. Maybe I tried to watch it and fell asleep 20 years ago. I can't recall. But it's called Chopper Chicks in Zombie Town about a group of all women. It's a it, um, motorcycle gang called who call themselves the Cycle Sluts. And they call themselves sluts. And we, you know, this is explained in the movie. Like, there's this very sweet boy that asks one of the girls, he's like, Hey, why, why do you guys call yourselves sluts? And she says, and she says, Well, people are going to call us that anyway, so we might as well just beat them to the punch. Anyway, Chopper Chicks in Zombie Town, a horror comedy, which has a lot more social commentary embedded in it, even though it is like all over the map. It is, it's not, a very, it's not a very tightly wound film. I mean, like it's, a lot of it is being done just for gags. But even then, and it's from 1989, even that, even this horror comedy has a lot more interesting stuff happening in it than something like The Walking Dead Anyway, <laughs> I'll get to all of this. Uh, hopefully, uh, it I, it is a bit too much material. I feel like I've spent just 15 minutes introducing it already without having, you know, really dug into the matter. One of the things that that um, that all of these movies deal with, and I think it happens in almost every single all these in every single TV series or zombie-related thing, that you come to the inevitable dilemma. What do you do with a family member or an acquaintance or someone you love when they turn into a zombie? Are you going to kill a zombie who used to be a living person 
you knew. Now, Chopper Chicks in Zombie Town deals with this very simply. I mean, there this group of um, this gang, this motorcycle gang, is traveling across the country, across America, and they stop in this little town called Saria for a bite to eat. Anyway, eventually zombies show up. Um, <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> it's complicated, but it's somebody trying to profiteer out of cleaning an abandoned mine full of nuclear waste that people can't, living people can't clean up, but dead people surely can be sent in there. They're already dead. Let's send them to clean nuclear waste. Uh, so there's this mad scientist character who is, who has created zombies. Anyway, the, they, they come to this town, the zombies show up and the townspeople, they're just like, they're, these are our family. These, these are our neighbors, our friends. We can't kill them. So they offer, they, they, they hire the, 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 the cycle sluts to take care of the problem for them. Even though they're very, you know, hostile to them at first, they realize that the cycle sluts can be can be useful. They can be a benefit to the town by getting rid of, you know, because they're they're willing to fight. They're willing to take care of the zombies, and and the townsfolk are not, because they're they know who they are. In The Walking Dead, you have this. You have a very similar dilemma. Um, uh, Herschel, a farmer, who has managed to to keep his farm safe from zombie apocalypse for a while. I think he appears in season two. He's a benevolent farmer and veterinarian. He saves the dying child. Um, he, anyway, the, the TV series is so dumb that it can't conceive of any plot device to move things along other than accidents. And once they have somebody that is, that can stitch people up in the cast, all of a sudden everybody's having a fucking accident all the fucking time. Herschel comes in, saves the day. And Herschel's secret is that he's got a farm. He's got a few daughters and sons and their husbands or whatever. Anyway, he's got a, a family at the farm. And his secret, his big secret is that he keeps zombie relatives in a barn hidden from everybody hoping that one day there will be a cure he thinks that they're just sick not that they're he doesn't believe that they're the undead he thinks that they're sick um so yeah there's another person who can't you know who can't deal with killing those he knew before they became zombies dawn of the dead we don't we we do reach this dilemma with The Last of Us in, in some places. Um, but it's not something that that's becomes really prominent at any point in the TV series or in the video game. We'll get back to the the fast zombies things with with The Last of Us a little bit later. Dawn, Dawn of the Dead, they up the ante significantly because it deals... Because it... it, it it takes this matter of like, can you kill the ones that you know? And gives it like so much more of a twist. 
So one of the interest, one of the introductory scenes to, uh, where, where we meet two of the protagonists, it's just outside a low-income project in Philadelphia. And the Black and Latino residents are refusing to hand over their dead folk, their zombies, because they're family. And there is martial law stating that all the dead, all the zombies must be handed over to the National Guard. And all these Latinos and Blacks are refusing to cooperate and they're keeping all these uh, family members, zombies, in the basement. So, the National Guard has sent a SWAT team to infiltrate the project. And <laughs> the, the people in the project are defending themselves. Uh, and it turns into like this giant gunfight. And the, the SWAT team pours in. And they are... They start attacking civilians. There's one particularly vicious uh, member of the SWAT team that just like goes on a rampage, just like indiscriminately kills civilians, a whole bunch of them. And then one of the black SWAT members shoots him. So already like the tension is like so much higher. Like the, the, it's not only has social inequality, uh, come into the play, but like racism, it's really up and in your face as something that is happening in the zombie, zombie apocalypse, right? Um, a lot of this other series, a lot of the newer stuff, uh, does present racism as something that happens, but generally presents it as something that individuals do. Whereas Dawn of the Dead, really takes it upon itself. It's like, no, this is a societal thing that appears, you know, that is a, a, generates an intense conflict very early in, very early in the film. Um, <laughs> in The Walking Dead, you have, a, you have like one black male character, T-Dog, and he really doesn't advance the plot in any way except to be there as an object of scorn for a couple of hicks, white supremacist dudes who don't like him because he's black. And the TV series doesn't really do anything with that. Um, I mean, like, he does, they, they don't provide, a, they don't flesh out his character in any way beyond using him as a vehicle to display the racism of these individuals. And one of them, they're both, they're, they're called Merle and Daryl, and they're brothers. And the younger one, Daryl, becomes an integral part of the, of the, of the, of the band of, um, of Rick Grimes' group. Uh, he's a hunter, a tracker, and these skills are invaluable to the team. And he grows. Actually, he's one of like, the more interesting characters, one of the few interesting characters in the show. And he grows significantly, and he actually goes out of his way. Uh, when T-Dog gets injured, uh, goes out of his way to provide him with medicine, right? And he goes out of his way to, to save other members of the group, too, quite, quite often. 
So there's something interesting happening with him, but with T Dog, he's just there to be like to aggravate. We don't get to see how he experiences racism. He is used as a device to show that other people are racist. Right? So he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't quite have uh as much agency as the white supremacist characters in the in in this quite like I said, it's quite a terrible show. <laughs> uh Dawn of the Dead, on the other hand, you know, it shows you this like really huge, like racist societal dilemma right from the get-go. And the black SWAT team member, you know, can't resist. And the whole and, and the SWAT team doesn't stop him either. Nobody protests when he kills the racist officer and while they're storming the project, right? They it's <laughs> It's it's very complicated, and you know the his name is Peter Washington in Dawn of the Dead, the, the officer. Him and another officer, Roger, they make it to the basement where all the where all the dead people are are being held, all the zombies, and they meet a priest, a black priest down there, and he's, he 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 lets he says you know okay I've I've blessed them all, go ahead and you can kill them now. Um, so it's anyway, it, <laughs> the film doesn't shy away from a very complicated situation. There's another very poignant critique, social commentary in Dawn of the Dead in the original, the 1978 film. And it's, it has the, the film, unlike the TV series, unlike either of the TV series, has quite a bit of humor in it. And one of the humorous scenes, um, so I won't explain exactly how, but our four protagonists end up in a helicopter and they fly out from Philadelphia, uh, heading west. And they head over, uh, well, they, they fly over the Midwest. And <laughs> we get this scenes, you know, they, they're watching what's happening on the ground. And all these hillbillies are having a fantastic old time. They're having like tailgate parties and drinking with the army. And they're all having a laugh and dancing, celebrating the fact that they, you know, that they can kill some people now. Like they were been waiting all this time for a license to kill a few people. Because they can kill the zombies. As soon as a zombie shows up, they shoot it. And, you know, it's like, to them, it's like a big party. <laughs> uh, yeah, a, a portion of society is just waiting for its chance for it to be legal to shoot somebody. And it's comedic in the film, but also incredibly frightening, right? It's funny, in all of this, I feel like the series I got least to say about is The Last of Us. Maybe it's because I liked it. I don't know. Anyway, I think that it doesn't suffer from a lot of the same mistakes that, um, not mistakes, but kind of like shortcomings that uh, that um, The Walking Dead has. It's not as simple and stupid, but it does do one thing um, very differently than what Dawn of the Dead and earlier and well, anyway, zombie films before the 2000s were doing in that the zombies 
are no longer us, in a sense. They're no longer humans. They are very much a sort of inevitable force of nature. And thus, the majority of the dilemmas that our protagonists encounter in The Last of Us, Joel and Ellie, are really other people, like other living people. And there are some horrific things that happen in the in both the video game and the series. But it all all the hor the majority, the great majority of the horrifying things are perpetuated by other people, not by the by the zombies. And which is interesting in itself, I guess. One other very weird weird thing about The Walking Dead, at least at the beginning, it does change slowly as the series goes along. But the women simply accept uh, there's a group of survivors, right? And the women just accept that they're going to be doing all the cooking and cleaning. And your heroine, your like primary protagonist woman, Lori, is the wife of the cop. And it's very much this trad wife persona. The men just go around hunting and grunting. And the women are doing all the cooking and cleaning. And there's an older guy there who, you know, he can't go out and grunt and hunt like the rest of them. So he just sits on the top of his motorhome, keeping watch. The women don't get guns for the most... (laughs) For for the first season, um, only very reluctantly do they give guns to some of them. I was actually quite relieved in season three when Lori gets killed because she was such an uninteresting character. There are a few women in the show that start to break out of their social oppression. Andrea, um, and I can't remember the name of the other one, but... They're, and they become almost interesting, they, but but it's a very slow progression, very slow progression in the series. And I get the sense that the producers realized at some point that the majority of the women in the show were rather meek. I mean, by, by the end of season two, they are participating in the killing of zombies and protecting the group and shooting things. But they start off very meek and weak and uh, in very traditional gender roles. And I guess the, the, the show producers realized this. And in season three, they introduce what I suppose they imagine as a strong female lead. This katana-wielding mysterious black woman who has enslaved two zombies by you know to carry on her stuff with her for her they can't bite her because she has removed their jaws so she's she's pretty badass but i feel like they overcorrect because they've not really introduced a strong female character as much as introduced this sort of kind of cartoonish comic book character. But I stopped watching after <laughs> halfway through season three. So I can't tell you if if 
anybody developed in, in a more interesting way than that initial presentation that they give. Um, maybe they do, but after two and a half seasons, I didn't really have faith that the show was about to get better in any way. <laughs> so I stopped watching it altogether. Dawn of the Dead has like four primary characters, um, and one of them is a woman, and it, she is cast in sort of this damsel in distress kind of role. She doesn't go out and shoot quite like the boys do, um, but at least she's not like doing laundry and dishes for the men. Uh, she's a TV producer, and she's pregnant. Her partner, Stephen, a traffic helicopter pilot, um, traffic reporter, helicopter pilot. He only very reluctantly decides to stay with her <laughs> because the world's ending, right? So it's like, well, I guess the world's over. I'll stay. You know, we get scummy vibes from the guy all along, and he kind of leads the groups to. He kind of leads to the group's demise. He reluctantly teaches her how to fly the chopper, which is fortunate because she's able to fly out. Uh, she's able to fly it out in the last scene of the film, which is also a you know small kind of like nice gesture in the film that she volunteers to be the one who is taught to how to fly it in case should anything happen to Steven, and nobody opposes us or sees it as weird. You know, she can fly a, a, a helicopter as much as any of them. But but yeah, for the mo for the majority of of the film, she is just um, hiding out while the boys clean out the shopping center. Chopper chicks in zombie town. It's all about questioning gender norms. All our heroes are outcast and um <laughs> every woman that we meet, not just the bikers, but the women in the town too, they're all dealing with some bullshit. There's a nurse with, with there's a nurse, an older nurse with a deadbeat son who arrives home after work one day to find that he's been sexually assaulted by one of the biker chicks. And she is so grateful because she thought he would never get laid. And at the end of the film, when the bikers save the town <laughs> and they're about to ride away, they, you know, they stop. It's like, hey, anybody want to come with us? This nurse is like, yeah, my son's going to go with you. <laughs> she wants to get rid of him. Uh, <laughs> the movie's a comedy, so it does get away with like a lot of dumb shit, like that just wouldn't fly in a more serious, um, more serious film. Uh, well, actually, the, for the first person in town who sees the chopper chicks coming is another lady who is actually like out hanging laundry outside, putting it on the clothesline. And she she lives with her dad and her husband. You just seem to watch TV all the time, and that's all they do. And the the her father spent all his time mourning is his son. He doesn't know that his son has become a zombie. Uh, a lot of people have mysteriously died in the town recently, but she is totally fed up with all this bullshit because she's doing all the work around the house and they just sit around mourning the the dead son, the, the missing son. Um, <laughs> <sighs> the movie is 
far from perfect, but it is hilarious. The the bike leader is an angry lesbian with huge boobs, almost a Russ Meyer type character. And you know, when I when when I first thought that, I was like, oh yeah, she is very much like she's she's almost certainly inspired by Varla from Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. One of our heroines is sex crazy, and this is what leads her to trouble. Against the leader's advice, she wanders around town all on her own, looking for some meat, her expression for sex for men. And she gets captured by the the evil scientist, who happens to be also the town mortician, and she turns into a sex-crazed zombie, hell-bent on giving blowjobs. This is her main zombie attack, trapping men and giving them blowjobs. Uh, <laughs> the rest of the gang, uh, at least we, those we get a story about, we don't get a, st- a full story about everybody. Uh, there's eight of them. Uh, they're all fleeing some sort of discrimination or domestic abuse. One of them, you know, she, she sneaks away from the group to call her son. Uh, another one, you know, is trying to break it into the music industry, but really can't cut it, uh, because nobody treats her seriously. Anyway, they're all escaping something. The one who's a mom, actually, <laughs> um, who called the one, the, the one who sneaks away to call her son actually sacrifices herself to protect a busload of blind orphans from the zombies. Now, <laughs> There, <laughs> yes, there is a busload of blind orphans, which is, they behave almost, they're, they're snarky. Uh, the older kids are smoking all the time. They, they find an Uzi and shoot a whole bunch of zombies themselves. But they're also, they also behave as sort of this, and they're, <laughs> they're all wearing sunglasses and they're all, carrying around little, you know, canes. And they almost behave as this kind of like Greek chorus. Uh, and also, and kind of like wise fool character where they make snarky comments about everything's going on, ex- even though they can't see anything. <laughs> uh, see any of it. Um, what else can I say about Chopper Chicks in Zombie Town? I highly recommend it. It, it originally was supposed to be, it, it was called chrome hearts which i think if he had retained that title he might have never gained the fanfare uh that it has it is kind of like a cult classic uh chopper chicks in zombie town is a much better title much more catchy much more uh well it, it draws your attention a lot more sharply than chrome hearts chrome hearts <laughs> anyway the zombies in it are also the the slow kind so you can run in between. I mean, like they they overwhelm you in numbers, but individually they're not very dangerous. One last thing to say about The Last of Us. I guess I'll just round it off with, with talking about about that show, which is you know where I where I was initially supposed to start, but probably talked the least about. Um the difference between the video game and the series is not significant. I mean, but, you know, the the plot lines kind of stays true. Like, the majority of the focus is on Joel and Ellie. 
and the major plot points are are touched upon but i think it does do a few i mean a few things that the walking dead also does in terms of how it treats its black characters where of which there are a lot more in the tv series than in the video game but there is this sense that they're there and racism happens to them on an individual level not on a societal level which is i mean I, like i said it's problematic in in i think it's a way more problematic in the walking dead where they have a character persistently there the whole for for a couple of seasons who 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 doesn't do very much you know there's like the one character that they don't develop and they know it because you even see posters of uh, of the show with all the characters in it and he's not in it they 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 <laughs> T-Dog doesn't do much. And, you know, it shows that they have no interest in developing this character in any interesting way. One thing that The Last of Us does is that, well, you have Joel and you have Ellie and you have Joel's brother, Tommy. And some people have made made jokes about this online, of course, because they would. But for all of them, it's not, in the video game, but in the TV show, all their love, for all of them, their love interest is, are black women. And so it's kind of like this, I don't think it's a problem in any way, but it's a interesting kind of like, is it an overcorrection? Is it, what is it? You know, it, it's not really dealt with in any interesting way, ex- except to change the character. I feel like the most interesting is probably Tommy because it's his wife who is leading this commune right so that's that's a very interesting change from the blondie white woman in the video game but it's not you know but again you know there there's no there's no you're supposed to infer a lot the the the, the series itself doesn't deal with racism directly in any way uh, or at least, you know, not as directly as something like Dawn of the Dead did 40 years earlier. Almost. 40 years? 40 years earlier. Another significant change is with, like, uh, Bill and Frank. In the video game, they're also a couple. Bill is also gay. But in the series, he gets this very idyllic life as a grumpy gun aficionado who discovers love later in life and gets to spend kind of 20 blissful years with Frank. In the video game, they're still partners, right? But they have a fight that separates them. And instead of... and spoil, <laughs> I'm going to put a caveat at the beginning of this because it's all spoilers. Um, instead of this idyllic uh, double suicide romantic double suicide that happens at the end of the tv series they're actually we're having like a a squabble a fight between them and frank ends up killed by the zombies uh and bill finds him you know while taking you across town or whatever so yeah bill is living with like in this intense pain as opposed to uh living this idyllic life and dying anyway anyway I don't think it changed the story significantly, but it's an interesting choice for the TV series to make to give this 
character an idyllic life as opposed to like the kind of like bitterness that the video game character is left with. In the video game, you kill so many people, so many living people. Joel is a serial killer. You don't get quite the sense of that in the series quite as viscerally. You know it, but it's not as visceral because you're not the one. You know, it, it's it's seen as his past, not so much as his, you know, day to day. Like in the video game, you're just like going out and shooting things all day, every day. And, you know, like all, all of these series are trying to find new ways uh, of like, um, of reinventing the zombie, of like create, making it into into its own you know change, changing changing the creation myth or like the development myth around it so most of most things now we deal with the fast zombies uh since the, since the 2000s is the early 2000s and the old zombies are slow there's no explanation in george a romero's work as to how the zombies came about you learn that you get in you know you they're contagious uh their bites will turn you into a zombie that's that's uh that holds true in um in every series but chopper chicks in zombie town they actually uh <laughs> the way it's working is that the mortician is drilling a hole into their brains and inserting a particular battery and it's the walking dead the one thing that they do differently is that the zombie, whatever is creating zombies, has infected everybody. That means that even if you die of natural causes or or whatever, you will come back as a zombie inevitably. So it's an interesting uh, change. Everybody who dies will turn into a zombie, uh, like an airborne something. And then Last of Us does this, you know, it's a fungi. And Last of Us also tries to create different levels of zombies. They've, they've got their clickers, which are blind zombies that, uh, that rely on sound. So they are, they're, they're, they call them clickers, but they're not, their echolocation capabilities are not really described so much. Um, but they're clicking the whole time. <laughs> uh, maybe they don't have echolocation. Maybe they're just clicking for fun. Uh, trying to scare you into making some noise so that they can find you. Anyway, I feel like I have a lot more to say about zombies. Maybe I'll say it another time. This has this was a fun uh, research project, and I feel like I didn't talk about other horror zombie comedies. I feel like Peter Jackson's Dead Alive is a wonderful. It's a wonderful film in this in this genre. Oh. It, but you know it does its own thing too with like this it participates in the 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 school of excessive gore where it's all just about blood being everywhere uh, all the time Um, also a comedy Um, peter jackson who made lord of the rings this is i feel like dead alive is a more interesting film um back when he was still working in well (laughs) i guess he's always been working in new zealand that's where he takes everything Anyway, Night of the Living Dead, the the original, it's also like, I didn't touch on that one very much, but it's also an interesting one. Uh, Shaun of the Dead is another interesting comedy. Uh, 28 Days Later, 
that's you know one of like the, the earlier more uh, aggressive zombie films um, I am legend with Will Smith famous slapper Will Smith anyway there, there, there's there, there's a very uh, there's a wide variety of zombies and a wide variety of, of, of themes that all, all these things touch that um, anyway, that, 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 that leaves a lot of more material to talk about in the future okay <laughs> long episode all about zombies okay 